to welcome us once again to another section of what feast and i trust god that the almighty god will meet with us and speak to our hearts this evening in the name of jesus and i trust god to cause uh, an awakening in our hearts as a result of tonight's teaching in the name of jesus uh, shall we pray our father and our god we thank you once again we give you the praise we give you the adoration for your love for your kindness thank you for what you've been doing in the past sessions thank you for what you are said to do in this session may your name be exalted in the name of jesus father as we want to look at your word today we ask that let your word give light in the name of jesus let it give understanding in the name of jesus father we pray for lord jesus for as many that will be listening for as many that will be part of the session let there be a supernatural turnaround in their lives in the name of Jesus. We ask, O oh God, that let our focus be changed. Let our focus be, 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 be turned back to you in the name of Jesus. And at the end of this session, let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, once again, we're going like uh, like it was being said before. We'll be looking at the topic. Gamos. I'm sure for some of us we're wondering what 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 does it mean? What's this? You know, gamos actually is a Greek word. It's a Greek word um, which will be explained in detail uh, in this teaching. And um, and I pray as we go on, the Almighty God will open our understanding the name of Jesus. Now to start with, I'm taking a test from First Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15, from verse 51 to 52. First Corinthians 15, from verse 51 to 52. It says, "Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump." For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, as we and we shall be changed. Now, this this uh, particular aspect of verses of the Bible, uh, passage of the Bible talks about rapture. It talks about the imminent coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That when the Lord Jesus Christ comes, that the dead in Christ will rise first, they will, and they, they will not just reason with with uh, their uh, mortal bodies but they will be given another body an incorruptible body and after that those who, of us who are alive at the point that at the point of rapture will be changed you know to meet with the lord in the head and uh, but there are certain events that will actually occur after rapture three major events three great events that will occur after rapture in heaven now this event include the judgment of Christ, the marriage supper of the Lamb, and there will also be a war in heaven. Now the judgment seat of Christ talks about where everyone, the believers actually, those who have been raptured, the saints, the raptured saints will, um, will appear before the throne of Christ and be judged according to their works here on earth in the body. And that's why the word of God says that, you know, behold I come quickly. With my reward is with me, you know. 
to give unto everyone according to his works you know in his body whether good or bad so every believer every saint that were raptured that took part that will take part of that of that uh, first flight first resurrection will be judged we appear before the judgment seat of christ and another event like i said second major event that will occur in heaven after rapture is the marriage of the lamp which is actually going to be our major focus for tonight is the marriage of the lamp and the third one is war in heaven where the archangel angel michael will engage in a war with with lucifer with satan you know to cast him down on the earth so now for our our topic tonight i mean for the major focus for tonight which is the marriage marriage of the lamp we'll be looking at another portion of the scripture revelation chapter 19 verse 7 and 9 revelations 19 verse 7 and 9 it says let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamp is come now pay attention to that in verse 7 it says for the marriage of the lamp is come and his wife hath made herself ready verse 9 says blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the lamb now look at the difference you know in usage of word in verse 7 it calls it marriage of the lamb in verse 9 it says marriage supper of the lamb marriage supper of the lamb so it's more or less giving us an insight to what the event really is it calls it a supper. You know, when, when I when I say to you that I'm coming to have a supper in your house, you know, to coming to have a supper, you know, in a social day in your house, you know what it means. It simply means, you know, I'm coming to 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 eat, you know, to have dinner with you. You know, so it, it gives us an insight that, you know, it, it's it's a supper. It's more or less like a concluding ceremony of the marriage contract entered into by Christians. Christ at conversion it's just like the reception you know which is the concluding part of every wedding ceremony so when we, when we say feast when we say marriage when marriage supper when we say uh, uh, dinner it's just like a celebration you know also the Greek word used for the marriage supper in verse 7 and in the marriage of the Lamb in verse 7 will also help us to understand better which was what, uh, which was where the topic of this session was picked from. The Greek word used for it is is called gamos, which means feast. It means feast, and and this quickly tells us or draws our attention to the fact that uh, the marriage of the lamb is not talking about the union or the celebration of the union between the body of Christ and Christ Himself, between the body of Christ and Christ Himself, or between the church and Christ. So when we talk about marriage, marriage of the Lamb or marriage supper of the Lamb, it talks about the celebration, you know. And that's why when we get to heaven after that show, we are going there to celebrate, you know, to celebrate, you know, together with Christ before God Almighty. So our, our union with Christ is not is not futuristic. It tells us quickly that our union with Christ is, is is not something that is futuristic when we get to heaven, but that it already occurred here on earth. And that really await the celebration of that union. Now let's check another portion of the scripture, Second Corinthians eleven verse two. Second Corinthians eleven verse two. It says, For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Now now that, that portion of scripture 
has three statements and um, out of the three we just have one that we want to focus on now i'm going to uh, spell them out you know out each each one of them i'm going to spell each one of them out so that we can see the see those statements by ourselves now the first statement in second Corinthians 11 2 is for i am jealous over you with godly jealousy that's the first statement now the second statement is for i have espoused you to one husband now pay attention to that line for i have espoused you to one husband now the third one is that i may present you as a chaste virgin to christ now the second one is the major aspect that we want to look at for this teaching that is for the sake of this teaching which says for i have espoused you to one husband what does it mean to be espoused you know, it didn't say if I have espoused you to one fiance. No, you know, it didn't say I have espoused you to one boyfriend. But I have espoused you to one husband. Now, in Matthew chapter one, verse eighteen to twenty. Now we all know this part of the scripture very well that talks about the birth of Jesus Christ, how Jesus Christ was was given birth to, how Mary his mother was found, you know, with with, with a child, you know, and it was almost causing. Uh, a rift between Joseph and, and Mary. Now let's look at verse 18. Now the word of God says that when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Now look at it. This same word espoused was used here. When as his mother Mary was espoused. That means you know Mary when it was espoused to Joseph, it was found with with a, with a child. You know what was she was showing she was found with a child. She was found found pregnant. You know with a child and and joseph was disturbed about it you know, he couldn't he, he really didn't understand it he doesn't know what to do you know was like what's happening i mean you know but then the, the major thing here is mary was espoused to joseph now let's look at you know the next thing you know how god saw mary and joseph you know in that uh context where espoused espouser was used now in verse 20 the angel said fear not now talking to joseph fear not to take unto thee mary thy wife not your fiance you know but mary thy wife but at the beginning of verse 18 we may understand that they were espoused and that you know, brings us you know back to the point you know gives us bring us i mean explains to us better what espousal means what does it mean when we say someone is espoused now in the jewish custom to be espoused with with someone or to be betrothed to be with someone means um, you are legally married to that person and that's that's what it simply means you know in the jewish custom we say someone is espoused you know, or someone is betrothed to, to betroth to someone it means the person is legally married to that person you know that is that is that is a question that we are talking about so when when as as for example mary and joseph they were espoused they were legally in the position of a married couple that was that's how in fact they were le- everything that actually needed that is needed you know for the for the marriage has been done the bride price has been paid so they were legally in the position of a married couple and unfaithfulness in this period was termed as adultery according to Deuteronomy 22 verse 23 so if if anything happened that's why joseph was really really disturbed was but that that how how come you know he hasn't met with her and you know she's found with with with, with a child pregnant without you no know, he was disturbed and 
because he doesn't want to make her a public example because he knows that when they find out that they've not yet actually met together and she's found it with a boy with pregnancy it's going to cause so many problems it's going to cause her shame so parties that are espoused in the Jewish custom are legally married and of and of and uh, of faithfulness in this period was stamped adultery stamped adultery not fornication because they are married the rights has been paid you know everything that needs to be done has been done you know it's just that the concluding f- celebration the concluding festivities which is called the feast is yet to be done which is not just come just like a reception just like for example when to in our contemporary times, just for example, when uh, a husband, a, a man, and a woman they just decide to um, get married after the engagement, which is the major one, they go for uh, the blessing, taking of hosts before the Almighty God in church, and after that, they decide not to do reception, they just go. You know, it still doesn't nullify the fact that they are married, you know, because they've done the right thing, they've done the appropriate thing. So, but they can now choose or decide to celebrate it and whatever they want to you know celebrating it in a later date you know and all that so that's the kind of picture that is being painted there so when we talk about espousal it means that um, both parties that in question are married both parties that in question are married so and um, in the same way the church or the body of Christ is married to Christ. Now we understand that through faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we became dead to sin and alive to Christ. At salvation, we accepted his love proposal. We accepted the love proposal of, of Christ. Not to us, you know. We accepted accepted him as our Lord or as our husband, you know. In 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 in, in, in the in the in, in, in the olden days. Our, our, our mothers usually call our fathers Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Look at Mother, uh, Mother Sarah, Mama Sarah, the wife of Abraham. She was fondly, she, she was found, she, she, she calls her husband Abraham Lord, Lord. You know, that's to tell you that she doesn't have a will of her own. You know, she doesn't have any, uh, her own, her own um, a desire of her own, but everything actually has been given to Abraham and the same thing actually happens at salvation and conversion we accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior the Savior is the Savior of our body you know we are no longer our own selves but we belong to God Almighty we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ it determines what happened you know our body does not belong to us anymore you know and that's why that that's why the word of God says that that we've been bought with a price the 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 price the 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 price, the, 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 um, the price for, for, for our body has been paid the price price has been paid he paid it with the, with his with his with, with his with his blood he paid it with his death on the cross so it becomes our lord at salvation when we accept him it becomes our lord we don't have a will of our own we don't have a desire of our own but everything you know has been submitted to him and that's why at salvation we say that I've given my life to Christ I don't have a life of my own you know but Christ that now lives in me you know that's why Paul says for me to live is, is, is Christ and to die 
is gain. That means if I'm living, I'm not the one living anymore. It's Christ that is living through me. You know, and that's why Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says that presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to a living sacrifice, because that's how reasonable service sacrificing you've given it to the Lord. You're not the one living anymore, but it's Christ that is living through you. So he becomes our Lord. He calls the shot. He says, Do this. When he says sit down, you sit down. You don't stand up except he has to stand up. You know, complete obedience, total obedience, you know, to the Lord Jesus Christ as salvation from the point of salvation. So it becomes salvation. So from that point, you know, or from, from, from that perspective, currently we can say that the body of Christ, you know, is is married with Christ. The church or as a believer, as an individual, as a group, is married to Christ because through our union. You know, with God by accepting that love proposal, by accepting accepting Him as our Lord, as our husband, we become one flesh with Him. Become because one of God said, "They shall not be, they shall not more be called twin, but become one flesh." You know, when we are married with Christ, marriage actually makes two to become one. So it is not one plus one is called two anymore, but it is one plus one because to one, and that's why it says that now we are now one spirit. Whosoever is joined to the Lord is one spirit with Him. Is one spirit with Him. Is one spirit with Him. So when, when we're talking about the marriage supper of the Lamb, it's, it's talking about the celebration. It's, it talks about the celebration, and really, I I chose to um talk about you know, with the help of the Holy Spirit to add, uh, to talk about this and. Um, at this point because at, at one, some points the previous times you know we were having issues as regarding is the church married you know to to christ are we married as believers are we married to christ you know is this or that and all of that and and really even i myself i was like god help us because i was really confused at that point in time because even though um we've been taught that you know we are married to christ you know i'm married to jesus but then we seen marriage after rapture. I mean, like, you know, where's the marriage coming in? But then we need to understand that that marriage actually talks about feasting. It talks about the celebration of our union. It talks about the celebration of our union. So, though marriage is a life contract, sin through death has the capacity to cut us off from divine. So, we should not say because um, I'm married to Christ, I'm now one spirit with him. You know, if you're married, you're married for life. You know, it's eternal and all of that. And you just keep doing, you know, keep doing anything anyhow keep acting if you marry you know our union with christ you know it's not a license to sin it's not a license to do anything anyhow because you know that you know you are you are united with him forever it does not mean you should not start acting anyhow you know, but we need to understand that as as eternal as marriage contract is there's one thing that can actually break that covenant which is death and what can bring or result to death is sin because the word of God may come to understand that the wages of sin is death. So, once you commit sin, you know, sin actually separates us. Sin breaks us off from that vine, which is Jesus Christ. The word of God says that the hand of God is not short that he cannot save. His ear is not deaf that he cannot hear us. But our sin has separated us from him. So, we need to be careful. We need to be careful how we handle, you know, how we handle our feelings. We need to be careful. We need to run our race with fear and trembling you know we need to to run it with fear and trembling looking at our lives on a daily basis you know do, do, does my life please god 
am I out of the faith? Have, have I been separated from God? Because really, so, so many people actually have, have been separated without even knowing. For example, we look at Samson. You know, he didn't even know when the Spirit of God left him, and that it can be as bad as that. You know, he didn't know was doing certain things, the parents were warning him, don't do this, you are in Nazarene, you've been anointed from the most high God, you are separated from him, there are certain things you must not do, you must not eat from the dead animals, you must not go to the Philistines to marry, you must not do this and all of that, but he was saying that, no, I'm, a, I'm the anointed of God, I have the power, I have this, and he was acting anyhow, and before he knew it, the Holy Spirit left him, he didn't even know when the Holy Spirit left him, he didn't know, so we need to be careful with the way we live our lives, because you know, cutting off from the vine is so is, 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 it could be a silent process. It could be a silent that you don't know. And that's why during rapture, so many things will be revealed. So many people that will think that they are they are Christians. You know, at that point look at ah, so this person is just only faking it. This person is just only pretending. You know, but he didn't know that he has been separated. He didn't know. The person doesn't know that he has been separated from the vine. The person didn't know that he has lost it. You know, so we need to be careful with the way we live our lives because Christ is coming back for, for the church without spots, without wrinkle. We need to be careful lest you know, we lose our place in the body of Christ. Lest we lose our place in the body of Christ. So lastly, to round up uh, this session, weddings has become the order of the day. And really, the enormity of these celebrations haven't and won't stop certain individuals from preparing and attending them. There are a lot of them happening, and people, it does no matter how much you know the, the responsibility, the things that are involved in, they will still keep attending them. But the question I want to ask us tonight is Are you ready for the marriage supper of the Lamb? You know, are you prepared? Are you have, have, have you put this into order? If Christ comes today, you know, will you go with him? This is a question. A, to ask ourselves critically, we need to look inwardly, and that's why the word of God says, Judge yourself so that you won't be judged. Those things that you are doing secretly, you know, when the Holy Spirit cautions you, learn to caution yourself, learn to yield to His to, to His to, to, to His voice. Judge yourself. Are you prepared when Christ comes? Will you go with Him? Will you go with Him? Are your garments spotless and sparkling white? Because it's only those who are properly dressed and are ready to be allowed to partake. Of this feast or marriage supper that we are talking about those are the people that will actually partake of this feast or marriage supper that we are talking about so friends I want us to check our lives critically at this point you know whenever we have found we are we have found one thing whenever we've, we've, we've heard Whatever we've heard from the face, I want us to make adjustments. As Holy Spirit, we're pointing out those things to us. You know yourself, I don't know you, I know myself. Let's make adjustments because God, Jesus Christ, can come at any time. He said, You come like a thief in the night when you are not expecting Him. And that's why I said, Watch and pray so that you will not be caught on our way. Watch and pray. Be on guard always. And I pray that the Almighty God will help us in Jesus' name. So I, I, I would love us to drop our comments. If you have any, you can send messages to them. A question we can answer through, the, through this platform. Um, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we will answer them. And I know at the end of everything, um, God, God's name alone will be glorified. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we want to thank you once again. We want to appreciate you. Thank you for your word that has come to us tonight. 
thank you for speaking to us thank you for reminding us of your imminent coming thank you lord jesus for opening our eyes to certain things in our lives father we ask in any way that we are not prepared in any way that we are condoning sin father god we ask that you help us oh lord jesus to deal with them in jesus name father help us lord jesus not to miss rapture help us not to miss heaven help us to reign with you in your kingdom help us to be a part of that feast help us to be a part of that celebration lord we ask for as many people that are still out there that have not yet given your life to christ we pray lord jesus that you please save their soul please bring them to the knowledge of your life light of your knowledge of the gospel in the name of jesus thank you father because you've answered all glory and adoration belongs to you in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen Thank you and God bless you.